Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be, as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Thursday, July 15th. And this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. Today on the podcast, we're going to discuss Brandon Carlo's six-year contract extension, as well as answer some of your mailbag questions via Spotify Greenroom and some news and notes from around the NHL. Before we get into all that, a quick reminder to kindly smash that subscribe button on your podcast app. Each new episode of Locked On Boston Bruins will be automatically added to your feed, free to download, listen, and enjoy. If you could rate and review, that would be also very much appreciated. On Twitter, you can find the podcast at LOBostonBruins. On Instagram, it's LockedOnBruins. And you can find me, my dad jokes, hockey tweets, at Ian C. McLaren. Let's begin with the exciting news that Brandon Carlo has signed a six-year contract extension to keep him with the Bruins through the end of the 2026-27 season. It carries an average annual value of $4.1 million, which is very good value for the uh, second-pair right-hand shot defenseman. He said, uh, this is a huge day for me and my family. And uh, importantly for the Bruins, he said he was feeling over the moon, but in general, before all the contract stuff, he'd been feeling very good, uh, feeling great, completely back to normal, 100% for, I would say, well over a month and a half now. This comes after he sustained an injury in Game 3 of the Bruins playoff series with the Islanders and also had missed a bunch of time in the regular season with concussion uh, suffered from that uh, hit by Tom Wilson. Uh, Carlo added his recovery was pretty quick within the guidelines set for concussion protocols. He felt very good. Everything is good there. Training has been going well. Uh, It hasn't thrown him off in any way, just continuing to excel in that. And again, he's feeling really good. He hasn't skated yet, but that was just to get a break away from, uh, from the ice, from the game to spend some time with family, to get this contract stuff sorted out. But he's expected to be a full participant in training camp and, you know, good to go 100% for next season. Now, Brandon Carlo did wear an A at times this past season. And with six years ahead of him in Boston, he sees a great opportunity to continue his growth as a leader for the team as well. He said there's a lot more room for that going forward. This contract kind of reflects on that. Excited for the opportunity. Always something I feel I kind of had a little bit within me, the leadership component. Just want to continue to grow in that regard. The responsibility comes with this deal, being with the terms and whatnot, to step up in that way, and I fully plan to. Huge compliment by the organization and by Don Sweeney and everybody to recognize that within me. And that definitely makes me feel good. I would expect Carlo to wear at least an A uh, here, especially if, you know, David Krejci 
isn't back, but also if guys are in and out of the lineup uh, who might regularly wear that letter, uh, he could be the guy. Carlo was a second-round pick by the Boston Bruins at the 2015 NHL Draft. He made his debut with the team in the 2016-2017 season. After spending some time down in Providence, uh, he's represented his country, uh, won bronze at the 2016 World Junior Championship in Helsinki, Finland, made his NHL debut later that year in Columbus. Uh, He recorded a point in that game, skated almost 18 minutes, career-high plus-five rating in that one. He said he remembers he was sitting in a car with Danton Heinen and Rob O'Gara right before... Uh, their first year in Providence together. We were talking about how we were about to play our first NHL games and how exciting that was. And he was just saying, if I can play one NHL game, I would feel very good about that because it's such an amazing goal. And to be able to get to this point and for my goals to grow as a player being in this league, he added, I would say that at that point, I was just focused on trying to stay around for five or 10 games. Now I'm starting to develop the confidence where I feel like I can really grow into a lethal player in this league, and that's exciting for me for sure. As I look back on it, it's fun to think about where I was and where I am now, and I feel very good about where I am now. Carlo, of course, more of a shutdown defenseman, uh, but he has been sprinkling in some offensive aspects to his game, and yeah, if he can stay healthy, and if he can continue to... Uh, just show that confidence that he's demonstrating here, then uh, the future is very bright for Brandon Carlo in Boston. Now, this comes on the same day that Kevin Miller announced his retirement, and there's some speculation or belief that Connor Clifton could be selected by the Seattle Kraken at the expansion draft. So the Bruins are kind of uh, suddenly looking a bit thin on the right side after McAvoy, after Carlo, You only have Brady Lyle as the uh, true right-hand shot defenseman um, after Clifton, of course. So if if indeed Clifton is selected, Don Sweeney will have to um, bring someone in to play that third pair role. Uh, But even still, it's probably worth looking at some external options for some depth at that position. The Bruins, uh, you know, deep in terms of um players on the left side not exactly deep in talent uh, per se they still want to bring in someone to play on that side perhaps Jeremy Lozon could go to the right side again in a pinch uh but definitely the uh blue line is not a finished product at the moment especially with Mike Riley unsigned which we'll get to here in the mailbag segment uh but right now Grizzlick McAvoy Carlo clearly the present and future for the Bruins on the blue line and uh, a few great pieces to build around uh, for sure. So congrats to Brandon Carlo on the new deal. Uh, Everybody on Twitter seemed really excited about this one and uh, I'm uh, looking forward to seeing the continued evolution of number 25. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, hockey, and UFC. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great news, sign up bonuses, and contest information. 
Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their next games. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. That's BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. So last night I took to Spotify Greenroom to answer some of your mailbag questions. And uh, so let's get to that now, shall we? Let's answer some mailbag questions that were sent in to me via Twitter. The first question comes from Marco Originello, at Marco, A-R-I-G-A. What player would shock you if the Bruins sign or trade for? That is a great question. I don't know if I'd be I'd probably say I'd be shocked if they traded for Jack Eichel. Uh, Obviously, there's an appetite for Eichel to play in his hometown. He hinted that he would love to play for his hometown team in a news interview the other day. Uh, So it's no secret that I think he would like to play here. But it would shock me because the Bruins just don't have the assets to match up with other teams who would... Uh, like to make a pitch for him. So the three teams that I've always contended are in the mix would be the uh, Anaheim Ducks for one. They can offer a package of, you know, a first round pick players like uh, Trevor Zegres, uh, perhaps a Jamie Drysdale. Um, who else? Yeah. They have young guys like Sam Steele, Troy Terry, uh, Sam Comtois, or sorry, Maxime Comtois, uh, Danton Hayden. Uh, as we all know, they got a bunch of good young players that could be packaged in a deal for uh, a guy like Jack Eichel, Jacob Perot, Benoit, Olivier Giroux, uh, a lot of guys. And that's just one team. Another team I've often keyed in on is the Los Angeles Kings. They have, you know, Quentin Byfield, they have Alex Turcott. Arthur Kaliev, uh, Akio Thomas, a bunch of very, very high-end uh, prospects. Elias Anderson as well. Uh, not as deep when it comes to prospects um, on defense. Sean Dersey, Marcus Phillips, both of whom I saw playing Guelph a couple years ago. Uh, Kale Clegg. Uh, but, you know, a package of, say, Byfield, their first-round pick, and another guy, maybe Jarrett Anderson Dolan or something like that could get it done. Uh, the New York Rangers obviously would love to have Jack Eichel, uh, in the mix with them. Um, they have, you know, Capo Keiko to offer. They have Alex Lafreniere to build around. Uh, they have uh, a lot of young prospects as well that they could package, uh, with Kako being the, uh, obvious centerpiece, a first-round pick. I don't know if that would quite get it done. They'd need a couple more pieces, uh, maybe adding Georgiev or Shesterkin in there as well, as the uh, Sabres are desperate in need for a goaltender. They had even asked for Jeremy Swayman in the Taylor Hall trade. Um, so the Bruins, yeah, they don't really have the depth there in terms of prospect pool. Do you want to give up Jackson Nika? Do you want to give up uh, Trent Frederick, Jake DeBrusque, their first-round pick? Um, you know, 
defensemen like Yerho Vakaninen and Oscar Steen, Jack Ashan, Brady Lyle. These are all guys that they would definitely have to give up and probably one of Vladar or Swayman as well. So all in all, I, I would be shocked if the Bruins were able to make a trade for uh, Jack Eichel. That would probably shock me the most. I mean, there's a lot of things that come out of left field. I didn't expect them to, to sign David Backus a few years ago. Um, I didn't. I don't expect them to be in on Vladimir Tarasenko. Basically, I expect them to re-sign their key free agents and Taylor Hall, David Krejci, Tuka Rask, uh, Mike Riley, ideally. We'll get to that in a moment. And then maybe add a third-line winger on top of that like a Blake Coleman uh, or something like that would be nice. But yeah, I don't expect them to make a huge splash in the trade um, for a guy like Tarasenko or Jack Eichel or a Seth Jones or these big names that we're seeing come out or, or sign, trying to sign Gabe Landeskog, things like that. I could see them trading Jake DeBrusque, certainly. Uh, I don't think that would shock anyone. Um, and that doesn't fall under the scope of your question. So uh, let's move on to the next one. Sean Riley at Zambonis Not Cars asks, what contract would the Bees be likely to sign Mike Riley to this upcoming year, do you think? Is he a must-sign or just another D to keep him in the back pocket? I don't think he's a must-sign per se. Uh, again, the Bruins went into last season thinking that um, Krizlik, Zborl, Lozon would be the guys on the left side. They added Riley because one of Lozon, uh, Zborl, in and out of the lineup due to injuries, healthy scratches. Um, and one of those guys could very well be snapped up in the expansion draft. I've said it many times that, you know, Seattle Kraken assistant coach Jay Leach uh, has a good analysis of guys who came through Providence. And Jacob Zborl in particular played uh, very well under him in the 2019-20 season, prompting the Bruins to say, yeah, we think he's ready to take that next step. So um, I don't think it's 100% uh, necessary to sign Mike Riley. I don't think he's a must-sign. There are other guys on the market that might fill a role. Uh, you know, Brandon Carlo re-signed today. He said he would like to perhaps play – uh, with a guy who has both a shutdown mentality and also uh, a playmaker. So, you know, a, a Ryan Suter, who was bought out by the Wild the other day, jumps to mind as, as a perfect candidate if they can get him on the cheap. Although I think a lot of guys or a lot of teams will be hoping to do the same thing. Uh, so my, Mike Riley, it would be nice to sign him for sure. He has that familiarity with the organization. And he did look very good at times for the Boston Bruins uh, on that second pairing with Brandon Carlo. If you could have like a um, Grizzlick, McAvoy, Riley, Carlo, that's a pretty good top four. And then putting the pieces together behind them. Ideally, it would be like no more than $3 million, maybe 3.5 for three years. So maybe a three-year uh, $10 million contract, $10.5 million contract. That might even be a bit steep. Uh, really, he, what was his last deal? I think it was in the ones, right? Um, let's look up our good friends here at Cat Friendly, Boston Bruins, who after Carlos signed have about $26 million in cap space. 
Uh, we look at Mike Riley, 28 years old. He had a deal worth 1.5 million. So maybe a million dollar raise, 2.5 million. That would be ideal, but I could see him pushing for, uh, you know, $3 million say on his next deal. Um, so yeah, again, it would be nice to resign him. I don't know if it's, he's a must sign per se. They should see if there's other options. You might look and see if there's other options for himself. Uh, more money out there. Uh, a, a, a bigger role perhaps. Uh, but you know, he did fit in well and it would be nice to see him stick around. Uh, I thought there was four questions here. Let's see. I guess there's only three. Uh, Beth asks, what is your favorite hockey-related part of the offseason? Non-hockey-related as well. Hockey-related, I mean, I love the storylines. I love the player movement. As I've gotten older, I've come to appreciate more of the fact that, you know, this means players and their families are, are, are picking up and moving sometimes across the country. I, I look at JT Brown and his family seeing them on Instagram, like trying to buy a house, like going through the whole move, selling a house. It is quite a process, but I do enjoy a good trade coming out of the blue. I do enjoy, um, yeah, uh, a good free agent signing that, that comes out of the blue. Um, so that is something that it's uh, probably hockey related is one of my favorite things. Ooh, very nice. Our middle boy just came down with a buzz cut. That looks pretty cool, actually. Not actually, I shouldn't say that was unexpected, but it does look really good. Um, so yeah, that's probably my favorite hockey-related part. I do enjoy the draft a lot. This year with the expansion draft, it adds a little more intrigue. Um, I will be on vacation next week without cable, uh, so I won't be able to partake of the expansion draft. Uh, we actually won't be having Wi-Fi, so I'll have to... Uh, just uh, burn some data in order to uh, keep track of what's going on, but uh, that's not a big deal at all. Uh, Non-hockey related, well, there's a lot of things I like about summer. We go to a bunch of conservation areas a lot. We get a conservation area pass that uh, we have access to a bunch of beaches. Uh, like I said, we're going to a cottage next week. It's actually our first cottage trip as a family of five. Uh, down near Point Pelee in Ontario, which is the southernmost point of the Canadian mainland. There is an island just south of there. Where are you going? But um, I don't think we'll be able to make it over to the island. Uh, but I'm really much looking forward to that. Um, I love reading all year round, but particularly on the, in the summer on our porch. Uh, right now, I've been reading... Uh, these books by an author named Edward Rutherford. He writes kind of historical fiction novels. Uh, the first one I read was called Sarum, uh, which is based on the Salisbury area of England. Uh, the next one I'm reading is on New York. I also just read uh, the book by Fred Sasakamus, his biography, which I highly recommend uh, for all hockey fans, just to get the story of the first um, treaty indigenous person to uh, play in the NHL to get a better look at what the residential school system is like uh, and just to get his story kind of you know getting a taste of the NHL very young not quite being able to get back there for whatever reason uh, continuing to play 
and make a difference while going through some very real struggles from the trauma that he experienced at uh, the residential school. So I would highly recommend that. I also picked up uh, Seth Rogen's book, uh, yearbook from the library, which I'll, I'll bring with us on our trip uh, since we'll be on the beach quite a bit at Lake Erie. I typically love going to movies, but haven't been in a long, long time. The last movie we saw in the theater was Sonic the Hedgehog um, in, back in February of last year. So it's been a while. would like to get out and see um, Black Widow at some point. Maybe if it's raining, we could sneak into a theater, but uh, we'll see how that goes. And, uh, you know, I like getting some iced coffees, the vanilla cream cold brew at Starbucks, and even at Tim Hortons is actually quite good. Uh, so those are a few things I like about summer. Also, I like new music. Last summer, New Killers album, which I know Beth appreciated. And on Friday, there's a new John Mayer album, which I am very much looking forward to. So, yeah, I hope I answered those questions well. All right, that was fun. Uh, apologies for the uh, lesser audio quality. I, I was recording on my phone for that. Rock Auto is a family-owned business, and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's pretty much impossible for your local chain to stock all the parts you need. You have access to a computer at home and in your pocket. You can save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership? For example, a Honda Odyssey fuel pump is $353 from a chain store, $216 from Rock Auto. Their prices are always reliably low for every customer, and they have everything you could need brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write LOCKDOWN in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Today on the Locked On Today podcast, Giannis blocks the Phoenix Suns from going up 3-1. Get more of the sports news you need in less time with the Locked On Today podcast. Follow Locked On Today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. There's a lot of rumblings out there, uh, but not too much of substance in the way of player movement. One big news from yesterday was the future of Shea Weber. Apparently various injuries threatened to end his career. He could miss all of next season, if not more. That's This comes after he led the Canadians to the Stanley Cup Final. Uh, he's been hampered by foot, ankle, knee, and thumb injuries in recent years. And the Habs might not protect the 35-year-old in the upcoming expansion draft. Elliot Friedman reports the ankle and foot injuries are what could derail his career. He's been dealing with those issues since 2018. His medical history creates a legitimate case for him to go on LTIR if he cannot play again. The league will make that determination and the process, which also involves Weber, his agent, the Canadians, and the NHLPA, is well underway. Weber has five years remaining on his deal. He could retire, but that would result in a huge salary cap recapture penalty for the Nashville Predators. They match the offer sheet Weber signed with the Flyers in 2012, 
Placing him on permanent LTIR would enable the Predators to avoid that penalty while also providing the Habs with $7.8 million in annual cap relief. Now, uh, the Canadians would have to trade him back to the Predators as well as find a replacement, which is no small task. Now, another high-profile player could be on the market, and that is winger Patrick Laine. He's a restricted free agent. He was quite outspoken in a Finnish media outlet about um, his disappointing performance under head coach John Tortorella, who has uh, moved on. But apparently, one of the reasons Laine was benched during this past season was because he made a a disrespectful comment towards then-assistant coach Brad Larson, who is now the head coach. Uh, The incident was resolved, apparently, but it'll be interesting to see how all of this affects contract negotiations between the two sides and if it might result in a trade. The latest on Vladimir Tarasenko, the Bruins are apparently one of the teams on his list of potential trade destinations. That includes the Rangers, Islanders, Golden Knights, Flyers, Lightning, Capitals, and Panthers. Uh, The Lightning are believed to be Tarasenko's top preference, uh, but of course they already have major salary cap issues. The Bruins would likely have to give up a first-round pick, and uh, it's interesting to see whether or not they'd be willing to deal that. They have at the trade deadline over the last couple of years, or two of the last three years, but right now their focus seems to be on improving uh, the blue line, re-signing Hall, and likely Rask and Krejci as well. So uh, maybe the situation in St. Louis uh, escalating a bit quicker than the Bruins can uh, accommodate with so much else going on. All right, that about does it for today's episode. Hard to believe it's Thursday already. We'll be back tomorrow with a a Friday pod. And then again, like I said, I'll be on vacation next week. However, I'll still post an episode uh, to recap Boston's uh, protected list for the expansion draft. I'll have one up after the uh, expansion draft itself. And then hopefully uh, the NHL Locked On Teams mock draft will be up on the feed as well sometime next week. I hope you are all having a great week, and uh, yeah, we'll be back tomorrow here on Locked On Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Take care, friends.